Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Congratulations and welcome to Resurrection Sunday at Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. Amen. Amen. We praise the Lord. We want to thank him for his love, for his blood, for his sacrifice, and for all that it means to each of us. Amen. Amen. We give the Lord the praise. We're going to worship the Lord for a few more minutes before we begin as usual. To those of you who are new to us today, I'm Pastor Sabrina, and God bless each of you. I pray that you receive from the Lord today all that you need in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you can hear it well. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you for the blood of Jesus, Lord. As we celebrate this Resurrection Sunday, Lord, the blood is most important because it is finished. All the things that you came to do, Lord, it's finished. And it's now time for us to follow in your footsteps. We don't know the day and we don't know the hour that you will meet us in the air, but we do know that it's soon to come, and we're looking forward to it. But before that time, there is a harvest to be reaped. The harvest is ripe and falling to the ground, and you've called your people to go out into the harvest field and labor, labor in the name of the Lord. We are your laborers, Lord. We submit ourselves to you. We give our lives to you. We love you. We love your kingdom, and we love your harvest. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you the glory and the honor. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I know many of you are all excited today. You're probably going to have a special meal. You just got off the fast if you were with us, and you can't wait to see what comes next. Well, you never can tell. Amen? You just never can tell. You never can tell. Praise the Lord. One thing about being in the kingdom of God, it's exciting. Things change instantaneously. Amen? Amen. But before we celebrate Holy Communion, as we do every Sunday, before we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, before we do any of that, we're going to ask the Lord to apply his blood to our lives. Amen? We're going to acknowledge, as we have been doing, our own sins, weaknesses, and shortcomings, and oops, Lord, I messed that up. Amen? Amen. And we're going to ask the Lord to forgive us and to help us and to strengthen us. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you with all of these things. You've already paid the price for each one of them. So we humbly receive your mercy, your grace, and your blood. Thank you, Lord. We just worship you, telling you nothing could wash away our sins but your precious blood. So we stand here today, Lord, in your blood, honoring you, blessing your name, and ready to obey you. We give you praise, glory, and honor for it, Father, in Jesus' name. And if you have your elements, now if you didn't get them, I'm going to give you a minute. But if you have your elements ready, we will proceed shortly. I want to thank the Father for every opportunity that we have to gather in his name and celebrate what Jesus has done for all of us. He changed the history of all mankind. If he had not gone to the cross, we would all probably be in hell already. There would have been no way out. There wouldn't have been any healing, any deliverance, any miracles, or any salvation. Amen? So I want to thank the Lord personally for all that he has done. I know I came to him as a very little girl, not even three years old yet, because my grandmother prayed to Jesus every morning 
and every evening and in between. And I figured if she could talk to him, I could talk to him too. So I went in her bedroom, in the front bedroom, right at the foot of her bed, and I had a talk with Jesus myself. Amen? You see, there's no such thing as they're too young to understand that. No, I understood just fine. My grandmother was my first Sunday school teacher. She had explained to me about Jesus Christ. I understood just fine. Amen? You see, salvation is a spiritual thing. It's not a mental thing. It's not an intellectual thing. It's not a religious thing. It's a spiritual thing. You enter in through the spirit. Amen? And I approached the only one who could do anything about the bad things that I knew how to do. I hadn't learned too many bad things at that time because they would get on to me if I did a bad thing. But the bad things I had learned to do by age two and a half, I repented of every one of them. Amen? And I've been repenting ever since. And if you're a person who has never repented of your sins and asked Jesus Christ to come live in your heart, and to be your personal Savior and the Lord of your life, this is your opportunity. This is your chance to change. This is your chance to move from death to life. So I encourage you, as we participate in Holy Communion, to bow your head before the Lord. He's everywhere you know, and he sees everything in your heart. Yes, he knows everything you've done. You don't have to rehearse the entire list. You can just say this, Lord Jesus Christ, Christ, I am sorry for all of my sins. Those things I did on purpose and the other things. I ask you to forgive me and give me a new life. I ask you to come live in my heart and be my personal Savior and the Lord of my life. I give you my love. I give you my life. And I give you my loyalty. I do believe that you are God and that you died on the cross for my sins. Thank you. And thank you for hearing my prayer and changing me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. The angels in heaven are rejoicing because you have made the right choice. Don't worry about all those other bad choices you made. You finally got it right. Amen. Praise the Lord. And this is the most important choice you'll make in your entire life. Now I want to encourage you to stick with it. You may not know how, but just keep calling his name. Lord Jesus, show me the way. And he will. Every day. Lord Jesus, show me the way. And he will. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Now for those of you that have your elements ready for Holy Communion, We are ready if you are. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, 
the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, thank you, Lord, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Partake of the cup. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show and proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the blood, the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Amen, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for not condemning us with the world. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your continual care of us all. Today we rest in your faithfulness. In the ever-changing circumstances of life, you are faithful, never changing, and in control. We bless your holy name. We are grateful to you, Father, that each day begins and ends with your purpose. There is no detail that escapes your watchful eye. There is no trial that does not touch your heart. Nor is there a single experience which is beyond your compassion. Every moment of our lives is in your care. We pray that each person who participates in this church service today receives your abounding peace and hope today. We thank you, Father, that you invite us to pray about everything. And as we obey you, you cause us to experience your peace, which is far more wonderful than Human mind can understand, for you yourself are our peace. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We want to thank you, Lord, for your grace during our fast. We want to thank you for your grace as we went through the warfare for this season. 
in the name of Jesus. We pray for all of those who sent witchcraft against us. And we ask, Father, that if they will allow that you would save their souls. We ask you, Lord, to get a hold of somebody out there in this world and turn them around for your kingdom. Amen? Far too many of them have no concept of you at all. Some of them, unfortunately, think that because you are our father, that that means you have the same characteristics as their natural father has or had. But that is not the truth, Lord. You are holy. You are pure. You are righteous. You are loving. And you are not necessarily anything like a natural dad. You care for everything about us. You touch every hurt place. You heal. You deliver. You set free. You walk with us through every day. Natural dads are whatever it is they are. If they are unsaved, then that's how they behave. If they are saved, they come to the place that they learn to do better than they did before. But, Father, you are above and beyond all of that, and none can compare to you at all. So we want to thank you for touching us with your grace. We want to thank you that because we had natural dads that were imperfect and sometimes demonic, we've forgiven them and we've moved on because the word declares that when our mother and father forsake us, you take us up yourself. You take up the parenthood ministry. Whatever was lacking, you fill in the gap. We want to thank you, Lord, that if we had a a hostile, natural dad, You're not a hostile dad. You're a loving father. You support us. You encourage us. You undergird us. You give us direction. You give us discipline. You give us love. You give us love. You love us, not with that earthly kind of love, but with a love that is pure and holy and righteous altogether. So, Lord, we don't compare you to a natural dad, because you are far, far more, and none can compare to you. We thank you that you demonstrate to us, even in this life, how much you love us. You loved us so much that you sent your only begotten son to come to earth to show us what a love relationship with you is like, what it means to be loved of God what it means to be cared for by the one who created us. He showed us what that love relationship is, and it's a love relationship that you have called us to embrace and called us to participate in. You see, you walked with Adam in the garden during the cool of the day. You fellowshiped with him one-on-one. You weren't so busy running the whole universe that you didn't have time for him. So, Lord, we overlook and we forgive the trespasses of our natural dad. But we want to thank you that perfection is found in you. Perfect love is found in you. And there's nothing that can compare to your perfect love. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. 
and we receive your love today, Father, in Jesus' holy name. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan, his kingdom, his agents, and his power in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the bush and in the deep. We bind We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporting, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, electronic, digital demons, technology demons, and all their attacks. We bind the electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attack, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind Leviathan spirits in their attacks and all Kundalini spirits in their attacks, water and marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils in their attacks, all unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils in their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence spirits, worry spirits in Jesus' name. We bind smart dust and drone spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all sorcery devils in their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, drone, whoredom spirits and their attacks. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, and injuries, and all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger and their attacks, and the charmers and the seducers. We bind their attacks in the name of Jesus. We bind all target, targeted radio frequency attacks, pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequencies, the work of every druid, EMF attacks, everything off the cell, cellular towers and the satellites, everything coming through the cell phones and the computers, all the microwave frequency weapons, 5G and all components. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils, their attacks. All mystic rituals and their intent. We bind and overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, American, African, Indian, Australian, European, Chinese, Japanese, Asian, Australian, North American, South American, indigenous persons, native persons, every group, even Antarctica, even Antarctica, 
Aroko, all Caribbean and Latin American, black and white magic in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind it. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping the We bind all grudges. We bind all unforgiveness. We bind all bitterness in Jesus' holy name. Break it, break it, break it, break it, break it. We break your grip and hole in the name of Jesus Christ. All fault finding and false accusations we find in Jesus' name. All suspicions we bind in Jesus' name. Rule Break it, break it, break it. Break it. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils and all evil spirits that take to animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity and attention, racing mind and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air. We return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we put them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, lock, water down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and lose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. All astral projections sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. In the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all vampire spirits. Voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset in Jesus' name. We bind the false religions, numerology, horoscopes, and the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience. We bind martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, make-believe, fantasy, la-la land, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, 
lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, BioPK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and his entire kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all demonic human, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Moloch, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, mammon, atlas, and baphomet in the 72, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and doll cotton codes, spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, and ceremony in Jesus' name. We bind the work of the demolay and all associated organizations in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, and we return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their own mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Y'all done dropped out on me. Lord, we have come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, we will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the armor of God. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for your peace. We plead the blood of Jesus over ourselves and every vehicle that we have or ride in or on or fly on, whatever it may be, whatever mode of transportation we are using, even if we're walking down the street. We take authority, dominion, and power 
over any entity crossing the road and crossing our path. We take authority, dominion, and power over the traffic that surrounds us and the accidents that the enemy has planned. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We cancel those assignments in the name of Jesus. We cover all of our property with the blood of Jesus. And we take authority, dominion, and power over every nightmare, sex dream, bad dream, or people trying to get into our dreams. We thank you, Father, for the Rukataralayaki, the giant warrior angels that protect us as we sleep and the fire wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We give you praise, Lord, that you watch over us day and night. We take authority over and pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, anything sent to us by the enemy. And with the sword of the spirit, we cut ourselves free from all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy all walls of protection or any form of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, and such. We break the power of every vex, love spell, hex, curse, charm, fetish, all psychic warfare, psychic prayers, psychic thoughts, witchcraft, voodoo, magic, sorcery, mind control, potions, bewitchments, death, destruction, pain, psychic powers, prayer chains, incense and candle burning. Chantings, incantations, ungodly blessings, root work, tribal rituals and sin, and crystals. We take authority, dominion, and power over the works of the enemy. Father, we ask you to save all such as should be saved. We place them in your hands, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the conviction that you bring, and we thank you, Lord, for bringing them into the kingdom. You said, ask you, and you would give us the nations for an inheritance. We so ask, Father, and we receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. So today, thanks. We're going to talk about sleep. Sleep? Yes. We're going to talk about sleep. Some of you can't wait to sleep. But that's not the kind of sleep we're going to talk about today. We are the different kind of sleep that we're going to talk about. Amen. Praise the Lord. If I get adjusted here, I'll be just fine. All right. Amen. God is great and greatly to be praised. And I see I need to reconnect. Amen. I need to reconnect. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Hold on, Saints. We're having a slight technical difficulty. I remember where it is. Amen. I'm trying to find the. Okay, we are to be up and running. What is that? Okay. 
I got it. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's not what I wanted. Hold on a just a second. I have to do this technology thing. Yeah. Okay. Now I got it. Praise the Lord. Okay. Let me come out and go back in. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There we go. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. It's working. Jesus is on the case. We're going to talk about a sleep of death. A sleep of death. There are literally millions of Christians today who have fallen victim to a deadly snare of Satan. A snare is a deadly thing. A snare is a risky thing. It tempts, it attracts. But once the, but once the would-be victim moves into it, the trap is sprung, and the victim is entangled with little hope of relief. It is a subtle strategy, but it has been effective. Satan has caused Christians to fall into a sleep of death. Are you one of them? In this position, in this snare, the victims are in peril and danger. They have fallen asleep spiritually so that they are unable to hear the voice of the Lord as he speaks to them. Hmm. The trap of sleep makes them unaware of the movements of the enemy. The victims are lulled into a false sense of security concerning their own spiritual condition. Nor are they aware of the lateness of the hour and the impending danger that looms ahead. In Luke chapter 22, beginning with verse 39, Luke chapter 22, beginning with verse 39. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going today. Luke is going to help us to understand some things today. Amen. 
Verse 39, and he came out and went as he was wont to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Some of us need to pray that right now. Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Now, saints, if that could happen to Jesus, it can happen to you too. Amen? There appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. It can happen to you too, especially in the middle of a very intense warfare. Praise the Lord. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow and said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray lest ye enter into temptation. Well, Jesus and the disciples had gone out to the Mount of Olives, where Jesus would pray before he was arrested. In verse 40, Jesus said to them, pray that you enter not into temptation. He says to us today, Pray that you enter not into temptation. Jesus is saying to each person right now, pray that you enter not into temptation. This is a very serious warning that the Lord gives, and it's very vital for the day that we live in. This is not just some historical account of what happened in the Garden of Gethsemane. This is a warning to each Christian, to each believer right this moment. Amen? It's pertinent for this day, this hour, and this time. So he says to us, pray, pray, pray that you enter not into temptation. Jesus knew that the disciples were going to be tested. The disciples were going to be tested. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. They were going to get tested and tempted to stop following him. Well, that's a real temptation now. With all the things that are happening in the world, that's a very real temptation to some believers now. So you need to face the truth. If you're being tempted in such a way, you need to do what Jesus said to do, to pray that you enter not into temptation. 
You need to cry out to your God. You need to cry out to the Savior. You need to cry out to the Deliverer to deliver you. Not your neighbor, you. Because you're the one that's the believer. See, these were disciples. They weren't just wandering down the street one day. No, these were the disciples, the ones he chose. And this temptation, this testing came to them, the ones that had given up everything to follow him, the ones that were with him sunrise, sunset, all day and all night. These were the ones that ministered with him. They saw every single miracle that Jesus ever did. These were his close followers. And he told them, pray, lest ye enter into temptation. So I say to you this afternoon, Miracle Outreach Ministries, pray that you enter not into temptation. But I I, I listen every Wednesday, every Friday, and I come up on Sunday, and I pay my tithe one more time. These were the disciples that were with Jesus all the time. Pray lest ye enter into temptation. Yes, this is a warning to you. This day from the throne of God. Take it seriously. The disciples' hearts were weighed down with sorrow since the Lord had told them that he was going away. They had worked hard. They had left everything behind to follow Jesus, and they were weary in well-doing, physically and mentally exhausted. It would be reasonable to think that they were also worried, discouraged, and afraid. But they kept going. They kept going. No matter how they felt, they kept going. Some of us have not made it to that place yet. We're still following our feelings and our emotions. Whenever we don't feel a certain way, we drop out of the race. Wherever we, our emotions send us here, there, and everywhere, we go here, there, and everywhere instead of being steadfast in the Lord. So we would do well to take a lesson from the disciples, no matter how weary, how worn out, how many uh, crusades they had, no matter how many people they had to pick up off the ground. They kept going. Tell me, you have the spirit of the living God in you. Why would an ever-ready bunny beat you out? Think about that. They swear he just keeps on going. Well, he shouldn't have anything on you. All he has is a battery. You've got God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. You see, they found a place to pray and fell to the ground and began to cry out to God. At some point, the weariness and exhaustion overtook them, and they fell asleep. This was a most dangerous 
time to sleep. This was not the time to check out and say, I'll catch y'all next month. No, this isn't the time for that. Once they were asleep, they were unaware that the enemy was lurking in the shadows. And that's how the enemy works. He waits till you're worn out. He waits till you're tired, till you're aggravated, till you're discouraged. So things just didn't work out, don't look like they're going to work out no matter how much you pray. He waits for an opportune time to strike. He's been doing it ever since the garden, and he's good at it. So when you are at your weakest saint, the blood is still available for you. The blood of Jesus is still available for you. And you don't have to let the enemy win because you're tired. You have access to the very power of God. As long as the name of Jesus is in your mouth, you can win. As long as you open your mouth, you know how you open your mouth to put food in? Well, there's a time to open your mouth and let his name come through your lips. As long as you can open your mouth and say the name of Jesus, you can win. Even if your lips won't move, your spirit can scream, Jesus, you can win. So there's no reason to cave in because you're tired. Everybody gets tired sometimes. Jesus went to sleep on the back of the bus. Well, it was a boat. (laughs) It was a boat. Thank you. But in emergency, he woke up. He didn't just keep sleeping. He could have leaned off the side of that ship and just snored some more. But they were frantic, and he got up. He doesn't sleep now, saints. He's home. You don't have to worry about him nodding off. He doesn't. And when you feel like nodding off, it may be the time to pray. You know, there are some people, when we're on a fast, they keep waking up in the middle of the night, and they don't seem to like it. But if you keep waking up, perhaps the Lord is telling you, you need to get up and pray. Perhaps he's trying to get your attention. Because he knows what is ahead. Perhaps you need to get up and pray. You might want to try that option. As you're rolling over, this is what you should say. That's the way you go to the bathroom, just like that. That's what you ought to do. You see, they fell asleep. They found out later on that that was the wrong moment to go to sleep. In Luke chapter 22, from verse 45 through verse 46, Jesus had a question. He got up from prayer He went to where his disciples were, and he found them asleep for sorrow. And he said to them, why sleep ye? 
Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. You know how the flesh is. It wants to sleep some more. But there's a time to deprive yourself of sleep so that you can enter in before the throne of God. You know, long time ago, the old saints used to have watch night services where we were up all night worshiping the Lord, praying, seeking his face, and we didn't go to sleep till after the sun came up. I know they don't do that now too much, but that's the way I came up. My grandmama used to do that. Saints used to give up sleep to seek the Lord. They didn't allow their flesh to hold them back. Praise the Lord. Even as Jesus spoke, that battle began. The soldiers came to take Jesus into custody, and the disciples fled in defeat. The trap was sprung, and the disciples had fallen into the snare of the enemy. Though they were awakening from physical sleep, they were still asleep spiritually. Yes, they were groggy and rubbing their eyes and finding all of these torches around and folks trying to take Jesus and Peter pulling out his sword. You know, it was happening so fast, they were trying to just hold on. But they were asleep spiritually. Though the disciples had been warned, just as you have been warned, they were unable to see the danger. Just as many of you have, they had a false sense of security regarding their spiritual condition. And they felt that they were strong enough to stand against the temptation of the enemy. Amen? They thought that they were strong enough to stand against the temptation of the enemy. We're going to visit for a moment at Second Peter chapter 3, as soon as Pastor gets there. Second Peter chapter 3. Amen Praise the Lord And we're going to visit Verse hmm, 17 We're going to visit Verse 17 Ye therefore beloved Seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. Yes, you've made some advances and a lot of growth in the Lord, but backsliding is possible to everyone. Backsliding is possible to everyone. I am warning you ahead of time, saints. 
I am warning you ahead of time, saints, so that you will be watchful and not carried away by the sins of wicked persons and let their sin become yours. So this is your warning. Take it seriously. Some of you have an excess of spiritual pride. Beware and recognize the truth. Mm-hmm. There are Christians worldwide who, like the disciples, have fallen asleep spiritually. They boast of regular church attendance, just like you. They cover their posts, just like you. They pay their tithes, just like you. But they are unaware of what is happening in the spiritual realm. They cannot and do not recognize the sign of the time. The Lord says to all who are still asleep in this sleep of death, why sleep ye? Why are you sleeping? This is the greatest hour in history for the church. Why are you picking now to go asleep? Why now? Rise and pray lest ye enter into temptation. The messages to the seven churches in the book of Revelation are relevant to the body of Christ today. Let's go to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. And we're going to begin with verse 1. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, Thou hast the name that thou livest and art dead. You're alive in the physical, but spiritually you're a dead thing. You know, Jesus is known for getting right to the point. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. Pay attention. This is serious. This is a serious hour and serious time. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. This is a call to repentance. If therefore thou shalt not watch, if you won't wake up from your sleep, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. My. My, my, my. Think about it. Think about what the Lord is saying, saints. Think about what he is saying. I know your deeds. I know what you do and what you don't do. That you are alive in the natural, but spiritually you're dead. You're just so apathetic, it's disgusting. Thing you omitted. So he's coming to say, wake up. Wake up. Shake yourself out of sleep. It's time for you to watch and pray 
because you're about to enter into temptations and trials that will tempt you to stop walking with me. And he means it. Wake up. Strengthen that which remains. For I have not found your deeds perfect or complete before the Lord. I have not found your deeds perfect or complete before the Lord. Remember, if therefore you will not wake up, I will come like a thief. You know, when a thief shows up, he doesn't send you a notice three weeks in advance. You think everything's okay, and then all of a sudden he's done his dirty work. The church at Sardis was dead spiritually. They had fallen into Satan's snare. So the pandemic has waned. Don't let up on your prayer vigil. Don't get all comfortable in saying we're going right back to the way it was. No. Don't try to take things back to the way they were. Just drop that thought. Keep praying. Keep watching. Keep believing. Keep standing. Keep fighting. I'll say that again. Keep praying. Keep watching. Keep believing. Keep standing. Keep fighting. The enemy may be sly, but he can be defeated. The church at Sardis was going through the motions. You know how you, when you first wake up, you know where the light is, you know where the switch is, you know where your slippers are, and your body's moving, but you're sound asleep. In fact, you can make it all the way to the kitchen and find the coffee maker while you're still sound asleep. Some of you are good at that. Others of you need a little more practice. Amen? You can go in the bathroom, find your toothbrush and your toothpaste without turning the light on. You can even find the back teeth while your eyes are still closed. But Jesus says you can't do that in this kingdom, okay? That's not going to work. It's just not going to work. You see, the enemy will take advantage of that. He will use every opportunity to take advantage of that very thing. You standing there, yes, Jesus loves me. Oh, the Bible tells me so, and you're sound asleep. That's not the time to go to sleep, saints. That's the time to be wide awake. So the church of Sardis was going through the motion. But the life-giving force of a vital relationship with Jesus Christ was missing. They weren't moving with the Savior anymore. It was just them and their flesh, and it's time to make the donuts. You know. You know. They had started out serving God with their whole heart, but over time their heart had become alienated because their eyes and their hearts were now set upon other things. Their hearts and their minds were set on other things. You know, other things creeping in can choke the word right out of you. 
they were swept away with the cares of this life. So they were blinded to and unaware of their true condition. You know, some people that used to be regular church attenders, once the pandemic came, they stayed home. What they didn't realize was that while they were staying home, they weren't staying active in Jesus. They just sat there in fear and worry. And so without them understanding what was happening to them, they grew cold and very cold. Some of them need a resurrection. Saints, that can happen to anybody, anywhere, at any time, if you're not aware. And if you don't heed Jesus' call to pray that you enter not into temptation, because trust me, he isn't telling us this because there isn't going to be a temptation. It's coming our way, worse than a freight train. So get ready, get ready, and pray. Yes, Jesus is coming. He's coming. Jesus is really coming. You see, Satan's scheme has been to divert our eyes from our Savior and from our God-given goal. What has happened to the body of Christ, who is afraid to speak to people about the Savior? There are people in this congregation who have never once witnessed to anyone. Now, as vocal as we are, you should be ashamed of that. And you should go before the Lord and ask him to deliver you from that. There are people that have been here, I won't say how many years, that have never witnessed to one soul. Hmm. I'll let you think about that for a while. I'll let you think about that. What has happened to us so that we can hear of other people's suffering and forget to pray? We allow days, weeks, and months to go by without crying out to God for their souls. We must return to crying out to the Lord for their souls. What has happened to us, saints, when we see the darkness of sin spreading all around us and coming into the body of Christ? Yet, we are not grieved enough to weep and to mourn before God. We have the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room, Yet most of those prayers are only about us and our family and our job and our this and our that and our the other. Do we not care about all the souls that Jesus died for that are still headed to hell? Do we not care? You see, when I go through the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, reading all the prayer requests, I'm looking to see prayer requests from people that I know live in New Zealand, praying about the things that are happening in New Zealand. 
When I go through the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, I'm looking for prayer requests from the people in Canada so that we can come into agreement about the things that are happening in Canada. When I see prayer requests in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, I'm looking for prayer requests about law enforcement from people that are in law enforcement. When I go to the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, I'm looking for prayers about what's going on in the marketplace from people that work in the marketplace. I'm looking for prayer requests from college students about what's really happening in the colleges. I'm looking for prayer requests from people that are in elementary, junior high, and senior high about what's going on in their school and what's going on with the students. I'm looking for prayer requests from people that have relatives in Ukraine about what's really going on in Ukraine. I'm looking for prayer requests from people that live in the UK and Switzerland and Finland and in the Caribbean about what's going on there. I'm looking for those things, and I've been looking for months. So you're retired. Well, you live in a community. I'm looking for prayer requests about the things that are going on in your community that need prayer. You see, we're in over 100 countries, and we have different cultures in this ministry. And I should be seeing prayer requests from all kinds of people who are connected to all kinds of people over the globe, praying about what's going on all over the globe. But so far, all that I can, can find, for the most part, is prayers about me, my family, and my extended family, and my job. Not that those things are not important, but Jesus calls us to lift our eyes and see what's going on beyond our own border. Amen? We encourage you to do this. When we pray and ask the Lord for the righteous judge for adjudication about things going on worldwide, this is a worldwide ministry. This is not the little corner store ministry that's only concerned about what happens on that street. This always has been and will remain a worldwide ministry. We have a worldwide vision and a worldwide scope. And we are looking for, particularly the pastor is looking for, the prayer request that should come from people who know what's going on in different parts of the world so that we can add our agreement and God will move. If you're working in the banking industry, we should hear about the things going on in the banking industry through your prayer request. Amen? So, if you're not putting prayer requests in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, why aren't you? It can be done from your cell phone, your iPhone, your computer, 
or you can borrow somebody else's. There are testimonies of what the Lord has done worldwide. But most of the same people take the time to praise the Lord by entering their prayer requests into the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. We have a function in this earth, church, and we are called to fulfill it. And we need to get to work. Jesus is going to be back soon, and he's going to want to know from you what about your part of it. What about you? You are going to be able to say, well, uh, Pastor didn't tell me, uh, no, that's not going to work. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. You have a part. You can pray. You've been taught to pray. Now do your part. Do your part. Contribute your part. Everybody has a part. There isn't anyone that's excluded. Everybody do your part. You see, there are some of you that have relatives that do a certain kind of witchcraft. You need to be up there praying for other people that come from that kind of a background. They need to be set free, too. It's not just for you. The blood of Jesus was shed for every man. The name of Jesus should be in every mouth. It's not just us four and no more. This is a worldwide ministry. So Jesus died and rose from the dead so that they might have eternal life. Do we care? Do we? Yes, Jesus is coming. But do we really believe it? Even though all of this information is available and we appeal to the righteous judge for his adjudications and interventions, if we are sincerely moved by the lateness of the hour, we would not lose even one opportunity to warn those that we see. We would miss an opportunity to warn people that we know and love and even people that we don't know yet. If we were moving in the heart of God, and actually believe that he is coming soon, many of our priorities would change. Our primary concern would shift from the cares of this life, our homes, our careers, our own goals and desires, to preparing ourselves for his coming and winning souls into the kingdom of God. You should ask yourself today, before you go to bed tonight, Am I ready to meet Jesus? You should ask yourself, and then you should tell yourself the truth. Jesus is saying to us, wake up. Unless we shake ourselves out of the sleep of death 
we will be unprepared like the disciples were in the garden when Jesus was arrested. Saints, we need to search our own hearts and examine our own lives. We need to ask the Lord to show us what is holding us back from moving forward with his goals for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Rise for the benediction. God, be merciful unto us and bless us. And cause your face to shine upon us. That thy way may be known upon earth. And thy saving health among the nations. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to seal this message in our hearts. Stir us with your truth, Lord. Help us to see what you're trying to show us. Help us to hear what you're saying to us. Help us to grab hold of this message, Lord, because the hour is later than we think. Everything about this service has been geared in this direction, from the very first song even through the end of the benediction. We ask you, Lord, to burn this message deep within us, and cause us to take you seriously, because you're coming like a thief in the night. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We worship you, Lord. Thank you for yet another chance to obey you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Thank you for another chance, Jesus. To obey you. Amen. Pastor loves you. Thank you for hanging in there with the fast. Enjoy your day in the Lord. Enjoy Resurrection Sunday. And do what God tells you to do. <coughs> Amen. 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 We love you. <laughs>